So maybe I'm curious about what could be the unsolvable dilemma of biomaterials. Something is still challenging. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of uh, remaining challenges in the field of materials and uh, biomaterials specifically. I I think that uh, because in biomaterials you're dealing with nature and um, nature has evolved over billions of years to have mechanisms of identifying things that are not supposed to be in the body um, and being um, able to deal with them. So I think some of the aspects of really understanding um, the role between immunology and materials is uh, very important, as well as being able to modulate uh, the underlying biology through um, different ways in which we can engineer these types of materials. I think there's a lot of wealth of um, um, complexity and opportunity there to address things. And uh, I, I think that we're basically at the beginning of this era where we can um, take a lot of biological knowledge, be able to directly um, incorporate um, components from this into our materials, or um, be able to make materials that can, um, um, through their innate properties, be able to uh, regulate the surrounding uh, biology. And so there's a lot of really fascinating things going on right now. One of the types of things that has me excited is to be able to make materials that just by um, their own um, physical and biochemical properties can induce particular behaviors um, in the biological system. For example, to induce regeneration or to be able to um, eliminate disease like cancer or other things. And um, and I, th- I think those would be applicable to many different areas and it's just the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I'm curious about the biomaterial. Do you think um, well, maybe designing material that never damage? I think that's something we speak all the time. Can we design material that never damage? Well, I think um, the way to really create um, durability in some of the biological systems that uh, we deal with is um, to not necessarily have the material itself never get damaged because that's a, um, that's a very uh, tall order. But if you look at some of the biological components that we have, for example, the heart, um, it uh, beats uh, billions of times over one's lifetime. Um, and it's a fairly, um, a fairly uh, amazing accomplishment given the biomechanical forces um, involved in the process of heart beating. The way it does it is that it doesn't necessarily just make a material that can withstand billions of compression, but it builds in a system where um, specific um, regeneration or um, deposition of the molecules um, can happen so to make the system continuously robust. So in many ways, if we make the right material in a biological system, we could potentially get a similar type of behavior where um, even though the initially deposited material that we have is potentially fully degradable or um, goes away after a while, but the results can generate a structure that can um, withstand the entire life of the organism. Um, And that's something for, of course, um, in the body. But if you start now looking at 
um, things outside of the body, then you can accomplish similar things. So I'm sure you've heard about things like um, bio-robots, things that are basically cells and um, materials, and um, you can start um, using them as actuators or different types of robotic systems. Um, Similar principles that I just mentioned about how you can induce um, particular biological behaviors in the body can also be um, used outside of the body. So you can potentially have regenerative systems in these robotics or or have uh, fairly uh, sophisticated mechanisms of um, autoregulation or things like that that actually allows us to have additional um, um, behaviors like having a long-term durability.